Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello i'm jesse mcanally and i'm andrew and DeWolf. i'm liz Eston. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, the podcast where I try to get Andrew and Liz like musical theater. And today, on this very exciting episode, we have a special returning guest. Woo! Ooh, a returning Return. guest. Yes, Those yes. are the best guests, because we're asking them to come back. Yes, um, and they didn't say no, which is the important thing. Please, That's the yeah. important thing. <laughs> yes, we've had that they before. It's been a bummer. <laughs> um, uh, please join me in welcoming video creator, brilliant mind with excellent interior design skills. It's Lady Night the Brave. Woo. How you doing today? We, let's pretend we didn't just talk for forty five minutes before this recording. I'm a little bit sweaty. Jeez, I keep you waiting that long. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> yes, but also I'd be like... pretty sweaty if I was stealing books too. <laughs> oh my god. You, you gotta get there. You gotta get to that. You gotta get to that title somehow. Segway uh, <laughs> <Subway> is classic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You there's no way we're gonna there. get there. You, yeah. There was no story. There was no build up. You just, you just, boom. It's not like we're talking about a great comedy. We're not talking about forum here. We kind of gotta get to this. We gotta get to the serious <laughs> stuff pretty quick. Lady and I, and I both have the book thief book. We're just gonna hold it up constantly to show how smart we are. <laughs> I literally cannot look at how loved my copy is. I this, this is audio a, medium. Like, put it right up to your mic so we can hear well, the, the like, love. Do, do your the... patrons get a video or something? Oh, they do. Yeah, but we yeah. want to hear it. Put it up to the microphone. Just flip through the pages so we can hear. It. Beautiful. That that's <laughs> that's the ASMR stuff we need. We're talking about the book Thief the Musical. <laughs> Hello, stars. How brave of you to rise. A small but nice surprise. Like a friend just stopping by. Hello, stars. is all you know How do you light the sky Please tell me how you carry on When all the 
The Book Thief is a musical written by Jody Picoult and Timothy Allen McDonald with music and lyrics by Alyssa Samsel and Kate Anderson and it premiered at the Octagon Theater in Bolton, Grand Manchester, England on September 17, 2022. The plot of The Book Thief is, while subjected to the horrors of World War II Germany, young Liesel finds solace by stealing books and sharing them with others. Under the stairs in her home, a Jewish refugee is being sheltered by her adoptive parents. And that is a D-minus summary if I've ever seen one. Um, so I wrote that. Yes, that is a base <laughs> summary. Um, Lady Knight, you did an incredible video essay a few years ago, um, comparing the book of the book thief. That's that's a sentence um, to the film Jojo Rabbit and yeah. a lot of the similar themes there. In that, I don't think there was even like a glimmer of this musical in the cultural. Oh, no, there was actually. Here. Oh, um. I think because, yeah, I made it during lockdown and I remember seeing a video of like a small child singing some version of probably the star song or maybe a song with uh, Rudy. And literally when lockdown happened, I was like, oh, good. The evil has been defeated Um, (laughs) because I don't think that Holocaust stories should be musicals. It feels really, really icky. I don't want to see a line of Jews and Stripes going, I can't wait to die. Um, It just feels really gross. Cabaret is, I think, the closest it's come, but also there's a lot of distance in cabaret. And this still has some distance. Don't, listeners, Broadway, do not make a musical in the death camps. I'm just saying it because they already made this and I don't trust them. Uh, (laughs) I think the book thief should have been a play (laughs) if they're going to adapt it for the stage. But um, yeah, no, there was, there was some glimmerings of this uh, before lockdown happened and I went, Oh God. And then they, and then they kept going. Um, They did not stop. And yes, it is something we all have seen now. We have all watched the Book Thief musical for better and for worse. Um, I'm very curious because I haven't talked to any of you about like general taste except for Lady Night. Lady Night, you and I had a little conversation before this. So I'm going to put a pin in that because I know you've got things. Andrew and Liz, what are your first general thoughts on the book thief before they get tainted by our opinions? Andrew, you go. Andrew, you go first. Andrew, name starts with an A. Oh, okay. Um, Well, geez, is it bad that I liked it? (laughs) Um, I've known several Gen Hiles did. (laughs) Okay. Also, maybe some Jewish people people like it. I don't know. I'm very judgy. But also, you did you watch the film, uh, Andrew? I feel like I have seen the film. That's the only thing I've seen. Did you like the film? It was a long time ago. I don't remember. I was very young. (laughs) Um, All right. When did that come out? That came out in like twenty twelve. <laughs> it came out last year, sir. It came out, it came 20, out like twenty thirteen. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't think I'm that much older than you. <laughs> you would that have would been make like me 18. eighteen at the time, though, which I consider young. <laughs> That's a baby. Um, so I you was li- very dumb when I was eighteen. <laughs> I think you liked it fine because we're kind of covering a lot of lesser things as of late, and this is just like oh, minimal effort. 
well shot enough bootleg um actors giving a shit hell yeah which i i feel that um liz how about you i i the only word i can describe this as is mid it's <laughs> fine it's perfectly fine i the story's fine the actors are fine the bootleg is fine the songs are fine i don't remember anything that has happened in detail I don't know about the bootleg being fine. Yeah, fun. towards the end, fun. it got really bad because the guy oh. recording kept zooming and scratching, and it was the worst. Well, no, there was but one the guy bootleg, in the audience. You can't really blame yeah. them. Yeah, and then there's the guy in the audience where the phone was actually ringing as yeah, well. Yeah, there's oh, a phone yeah. ringing and a bootleg, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's perfectly... But you can't really blame them for the bootleg. Yeah, I don't blame so. them for the bootleg. No. I blame them for the rest of it. It's fine. Yes. I have no feelings towards this that are any strong in any way. <laughs> Liesl was good. Yeah, the child actors are fine. I think Rudy was a little rough, but yeah. um, child actors, you know, you do your best. Death did his um, best. He was doing his, like, best pre-Hadestown Patrick Page impression the entire time. So. Wait, the narrator? Yeah, the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last thing before Lady, did you guys pick up that it was death before the end, or was it a twist to you guys? You told me. Okay. I, oh, I knew I, the book was narrated <laughs> by death from the minute I started it. So. I talked to some people who said that the, that the twist that the narrator is death is like a twist <laughs> and that people in the theater were shocked. So I think it's supposed to be a twist. It seems really obvious if you go in knowing, but he doesn't like say it outright until towards the end, I guess. If it's actually meant to be a twist, I'm like, okay whatever but uh <laughs> i it seems obvious if you know um i don't know but lady knight what did you think of this musical that you have such deep connections with from the book and your overall feelings uh, <laughs> just not, not particularly positive it's better than the movie the movie's quite bad um the movie i uh, literally, I feel like was made with the idea of like, how can we make a Holocaust story for five year olds? Um, it's they just really like, there's so much defanging of the complexity that's in the book that happens in the film. And there's some in the musical. I would say it's a D, you know, a, a movies an F. It's still a lot of times is kind of nails on chalkboard for me because there's just some stuff in it that I'm like, uh, there's, there's a lot happening that I was not a fan of, but uh, there there are some things that are better than the movie, and for that, I I say D plus. Uh. Fair enough. Um, let's just start from the basics. Like we we can fucking Doug Walker this shit a little bit. Like the set design. Let's just start there. Um, it's it's got a lot of things I don't particularly love. Where it's like we're going to rely strictly on a minimalist stage with lighting and projections and not much else. And that Isn't is that all modern theater though. I, yeah. I feel like that's not a, a this I thing. Didn't, I didn't mind the set. Like the set was not a thing I was thinking about. At least it, it was evocative enough for me that I was like, I get what we're doing. And I think that they just mainly did a lot of stuff with like the temperature of the lighting. Okay. Like the, the basement is very like warm yellow light and like the streets are very blue light, whatever. And like I followed, it was fine. I do think that there are better projections that they could have used than the ones that they did but let's not get there yet. <laughs> what, you don't love the, the, the Hitler puppet? <laughs> I really don't like the Hitler puppet. I really, 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 I saw a picture of it. They were like, it's, he boxes like a big paper Hitler puppet. And that's better than it sounds. And they sent a picture and I was like, oh boy. 
I thought it was kind of silly. Yeah. Yes. It's not I think meant that's... to be in the book is the problem. Um, I thought he was telling like a fun story to a little kid. Yeah. I don't know. It, that's what they made it in the musical. And I didn't like it. <laughs> so what was it originally in the book? Like in the book, moment, it's just like he, uh, the book talks about, he has these dreams at night about boxing Hitler and losing. And it's just like a, an expression of his trauma of like, there is a person who is at fault for like the death of your entire people and your family and everything. And it's not something that was like made cute and digestible for his little child friend. He kept some things to himself because there was some shit that was hard to tell his little child friend. And the musical really went out of their way to go like, no, 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 this is about her now. He's not a character on his own anymore. Like he is a little bit, a little bit more than the movie. Again, slightly better, but like not a lot. <laughs> so in the, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of this musical and the movie, from what I gather, really tends to focus on the Gentile characters and making them at the forefront of the story at the expense of basically the one Jewish character with that main lead. Yeah, no. So like for those who haven't seen the video. You can go watch it later if you want, but like this is both and the book too. This is the genre is righteous Gentile story. It is a popular genre. It makes Gentiles feel good. Um, I think there is a way to do it right. You don't see it very often, but like one of the main things is like you need to like treat the Jews as people and not as like tragic little props that the Gentiles are saving. And they do a little bit in the musical, um, but like. There's so much that the book did that was so vivid and interesting that is lost in the translation. So, like, it becomes so much more. When he leaves uh, Himmel Street, that becomes about Liesel now. It wasn't before. That was just like when Hans gave a Jewish person bread, which, again, another moment that's really awkward in the staging because he has to go here, have some bread loudly enough that the soldier can hear him. And I'm like, you wouldn't do that. That's stupid. But that happened. And they were like, Oh no, the Nazis are going to come banging down our door and find a Jew in our basement. And so he just left and he left them a note that said, you've done enough. And that's all it was. It wasn't about Liesel. And they made it all about her, her being like, how dare he leave me? Everybody leaves me. And I'm like, shut up. I I will not call a child that, but man, I wanted to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's just a lot of choices like that made throughout this adaptation that are just like, how can we make this Jewish character less interesting and highlight the Gentiles more? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel all these things. And once again, there is a way to do this in interesting ways with a similar narrative. Um, I think you highlighted Jojo Rabbit being something that high- does this where the Jewish pers- the Jewish character is still very much a character, very much integral, very much an emotional part of that yeah, story. No, like, I got other I, issues with that film, but... I think Jojo Rabbit probably has Jojo it the Rabbit. best. Like, I think Book Thief is a good version of this story for, like, pre-2016 era, like, when we were still young and had hope. Um, and... You know, after that, you need something that's a little bit more blatant being like, this is stupid. This sucks. Let me look at the camera and tell you this is stupid. He sucks. Um, This is a the book thief is a lot more gentle in its handling of some things like it makes its opinions clear, but it's a lot more tame in its handling. And like, that was good for me pre 2016. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, now I think I need something a little bit more pointed, but I still love it. I still think it's good. Um, 
And I mean, it yeah. makes me think of other like Holocaust films and stories from the time that I think a little pandering, like The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which... Oh my god, almost... do not even... Do not even speak to me of a curse and work. I fucking hate that movie. Obviously, but that is kind of what these adaptations seem to be trying to push it toward. Oh, yeah. Much more towards, this like, oh, everyone like that. This wife. <laughs> Very much so. Um, and that you bring that up, we should talk about the book writer, who is not a playwright. They are very much a novelist. Um, yeah. Famously wrote My Sister's Keeper and many other kind of books your mom would read and make her feel real books bad. Books that I read in high school. Um, Are they she, good? Mm, well, My Sister's Keeper is more interesting than its movie adaptation. I'll give it that. Um, <laughs> but, but she also, uh, I think she wrote her movie adaptation, though. For rip. She Keeper. killed the wrong sister in the movie. It's really stupid. <laughs> the wrong sister <laughs> dies in the movie. I can't, I'll never recover. Um, people were crying in the theater and I was going, no. Wait, no. <laughs> like the last like 15 minutes of the movie. But, uh, she didn't um, write the screenplay for the movie. No. It was Jeremy Thank Levin God. and Nick Nick Cassavetes. The 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 the, the notebook guy. Yeah, the notebook guy. So that's where the wrong sister died, because notebook mm. guy. Yeah. Uh like basically yeah. it's she is Jewish. Um, so this this is the rare case where I'm actually standing up for a Gentile's work about the Holocaust over a Jewish person. This does not happen. But like this is the rare one. I don't know. Um, she tends to be kind of heavy handed um, as a writer. And I just I think that her take on this is very like, again, making it very digestible, sanding off a lot of the edges, the whole love over hate thing. It, the problem is a lot of people like to tell Holocaust stories and overly sort of mythologize it into it's about hate it's about all bigotry and it's like no it's actually about some very specific bigotry that came from some very specific places and by oversimplifying and making it about all bigotry you actually remove a lot of the nuance of this particular genocide and apparently that's her take and i'm like that's unfortunate my dude <laughs> i wonder and this is a sincere feeling if this were developed anywhere outside of the uk maybe it would have had a much more pointed reaction. I don't know about that. Um, I, I'm not so sure about that, but I know the UK as far as like this specific political issue and their musicals representing anything other than feel good, sing ABBA and go home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, things that are I literally have a list. Things that are good. I think the suitcases <laughs> as a visual motif are good. He talks about how he picks up souls and he carries them in his arms and stuff like that. Him carrying around a suitcase as like the place he's carrying souls is a cool visual motif. I like it. Um, the opening line is correct. The show should always open with death saying you are going to die. Everything after that is bad because I'm pretty sure they were trying to keep the reveal of him being death a secret. So they changed the rest of that speech to something less good. Um <laughs> But uh, the opening line is correct. The opening song is, I think, the closest this show gets to being an effective musical, uh, like an effective <laughs> adaptation of the book. Um, I I think that it should have been a play. Um, and uh, I thought the choreography was nice. 
Um, yeah, I have a lot of notes about things I would change about this show if I were to try to fix it as being a musical. Like, all right, we're stuck with it as a musical. What can we fix? I have a lot of notes. Who would you bring on as the writer? Like, let's oh, say I, a that book I writer. don't know. Like, I don't know who would fix this. I mean, like, I think Duncan Sheik might be a better, uh, like, or, or, um, Dave Malloy, somebody who has like interesting, discordant sort of musical touches because like that's my thing is this sounds too fucking friendly i'm like i don't want this to sound this cozy i want something uncomfortable and discordant like especially for death i didn't like how fucking friendly he sounds i like death should be a creepy greek chorus death should be played by multiple actors like i the dude was fine i thought he was fine he did fine with what he was given but um like I before we move yeah. on too far away from the songs, I do want to talk about the composers really quick. Yes. Um. Do you know Alyssa Samsel and Kate Anderson? Nope. Now, um. I didn't either, but I did. Well, look up them while watching this. They just did an off Broadway show that a lot of people claim is good. I am not a fan of it. I don't like it. Called Between the Lines. It's about diving into books or something. Um. It was. <laughs> weird did they just go you wrote a show about books here you go i think they got their start i think they were protégés of Kristen anderson lopez and bobby lopez because their big first break is the (laughs) um frozen 30 minute film before coco uh frozen fever no frozen ever after yeah they were like no i'm pretty sure it's frozen fever because there's tangled ever after and there's frozen no no i I know this it's Olaf's what Liz Frozen just Adventure. Said. That garbage. Um, the TV that. special, thirty minutes long. They they hold you hostage so you can see Coco for thirty minutes. Um, and they wrote you all have the to songs watch that for trash. that. It's bad. And then you can watch Coco. Yeah, yes. it's a <laughs> And it it just came to life. They were writing this fairy tale Disney wannabe bullshit. Wait, and then they do Wish? the. Oh, they just <laughs> okay. I I get you. They I don't think they wrote Wish, did they? I don't know. Like you were talking, I'm like, what else is there? Because that one seems very like Disney brand Disney. No, I, it just for the book thief, it felt like Disney brand Disney, and to a subject matter that did not need that vibe in any no. way whatsoever. There's so many little and, things that they cut ew. from. I'm just every version cuts the bit, and it's one of the strongest bits in the book. Where when Liesel says, "I hate Hitler," Hans slaps her across the face. Because he's like, that's dangerous. You can't say that. Um, every version is like, no, no, no. We can't have good, friendly papa do that. He's got to do something else. <laughs> Just every time I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Sorry. I do have a question about Rory. Is that the Rudy. character's name? Rudy. I'm so sorry. Um, was he that obsessed with Jesse Owens in the book? <laughs> Kinda. Or is that um okay. kinda. I don't know that that should have been a musical number. That's one of the many moments in the show where I was like, I don't think this should have been a musical number. Uh there's several of them. That was Act Two opener. Yeah, act two no, openers act two always opener are bullshit. Yeah, no, I'm just down. like Act Two opener should be, I don't know, Liesel writing in the basement, or honestly, the Act Two opener should have been death going like the sky is the color of Jews and Nazis are dying in Russia. Like he does that in the book. He often will just step back and be like, here's what's happening in the rest of the world right now. And frankly, that would have been a lot more interesting than a number about Rudy's thing with Jesse Owens. Yes, he does like Jesse Owens. And it's a chance for the book to comment on just like the way 
that this bigotry functions where like he's a child. He doesn't understand that Jesse Owens is a black man. And so like uh, his father tells him like, you have good, safe blue eyes. You should be happy with that. Um, He literally covers himself in charcoal and runs down a street. Uh, Yeah. Again, it's, I think it makes sense in context. It's good. They cut that, but like, so they just have this number of things about Jesse Owens, and I'm like, okay, all right, but of all the things they cut, I'm like, I don't, I don't know why you kept that. Um, yeah, I, I, I it felt weirdly dis- discordant from everything else, and made a character which I think we're supposed to be like ruefully empathetic with. I, I hated every. I was really like dreading any time he came on stage, which you know, made me Rudy feel bad for musical, feeling that way toward like, a boy. It's hard to translate this. I do think movie Rudy might have handled this a little bit better because, um, again, part of the translation to stage just makes some characters broader. And I don't think that works for Rudy either because it's very cute. It's just him going like, how about a kiss summons? Like just it's it's and it, and it just he comes off very grating and pushy. Yep. And it's like, yeah, he's being a little pushy. They're like 10. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it comes off worse in the show every time he shows up to badger Lisa. I'm like, oh, God. Um, yeah, no, you are supposed to like him a lot. He's like her one friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um not a fan like it, it's obviously not a good thing when you dread a character coming on stage or anything like that um so as an overall experience at time at the theater i think it also just fails i think as far as that goes like removing all the social context anything that you'd want in a musical is also just kind of not there <laughs> The choreography is nice. That's like my one thing is like, I think the choreography is nice. I don't hate the whole like them, like making books fly around and some of the puppetry, some of it, not Hitler, but some of the other puppets that are like clearly made out of book pages. I was like, that's charming. I don't hate it. Um, (laughs) You know, there's, there's some stuff here that I'm just like, if this were a play, you know, in the vein of a monster calls or ocean at the end of the lane where it's like, yeah, we're going to get weird and artistic and we're going to have funky visuals to represent some things. We're just not going to sing. I'm like, and this is, I love musicals. I am not going to frequently advocate for people to stop singing, but this is the time. Um, That one, the Nazi number in the bar, the upsettingly cheerful you're late. You're late to the party. That's the joke. They sing. You're late to the party, and I was like, "This really wishes it was tomorrow belongs to me, and it's not." And I hate it here. <laughs> I hated that song just because the audience was laughing at it. Like the actual audience was laughing at the, the, the inappropriate. To. I'm like, I don't want comedy Nazis here. The tone isn't right. <laughs> this doesn't work. This would work and if they it don't was make them look, musical. <laughs> it doesn't make them look dumb enough. For it to really show that they're making fun. It almost feels like, yeah, this is catchy. Sing this at home, kids. Yeah, and there's there's so many bits that I was just like, I don't like this tonally. I don't like what this is doing. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like when death, because death cheekily says to the audience, like, I don't get a lot of applause in my line of work. Uh, so I'm going to play characters in the show, which like, that feels right. That feels like a thing that death in the book would say. I thought that was cute. Um, but like when he shows up dressed as a nun doing man in dress, transphobic humor, I was like, Oh, this is unnecessary. He could be anybody other than a nun. 
we and the and the audience loved it. Well, that's British um British theater. Um that's I know, why a lot of the shows that, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um Andrew, I felt like you had something to say. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't fully agree with the negativity, I guess. <laughs> like bring it on. What are I, your I thought thoughts? That, I thought that there was good themes in this. I, I really like the themes of um like loss and like I, I thought it was pretty emotional. <laughs> Personally, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from because you're seeing a watered down version of something else. A um, watered down version of something very good. Even a watered down version of this very good story still has some bits that hit because the story it's working from is quite good. So, like, I'm just like the book is a lot better, is what I would say. But like, yeah, no, I'm not going to fault you for like feeling some feelings during parts of the show. There are parts of the show that have feelings in them. Uh, I still have a lot of feelings about Max, even though I think that this version, while still pretty good, um, I do think Ben Schnetzer in the film was actually a bit better. Uh, again, just this bringing it to the stage, Max is a lot bigger and broader and louder, and he's a very withdrawn character, and like. There might have been a way to do that on stage. This is not it. Um, I like that the that the show remembers he's a boxer. The movie didn't. <laughs> um, and the bit where he uh, does a Shabbos prayer with his mother from afar was nice. You know, he wore a yarmulke at Elisel's wedding. That was nice. <laughs> um, but I think, Andrew, what things really affected you? And I, I get that all these things are also just point of view things do you also agree that maybe this is a subject matter that shouldn't be a musical i i I agree that we shouldn't have like uh you know kick lines in the death camps that's uh (laughs) that's not good obviously but i don't think that i don't think that this show did that Uh, listen i just hear broadway uh not having any restraint uh that's just a a large i just don't i don't think that this show did that necessarily I don't know. It bothers me a lot when they all just have like these very thick Cockney accents too, where it all feels very Oliver Twist and less. It, well, it removes I think that that's because that this was made in England. Yeah, I, but. Honestly, what it reminded me of is like if there were to be a comedy number, and this is a very different tonal show, but I saw the Transparent musical. That's hmm. not a thing. I don't know if it'll ever get to Broadway, but it was here in LA and they wanted to bring it to Broadway. And there is a comedy number at the beginning of Act Two that is a very good comedy number where they sing, It's a great time to be gay and Jewish in Germany in 1940 or whatever. And it's like the, the comedy is pointing in the correct direction where you're like, Oh, oh my God, like it's funny, but it's also really dark. And like, that's the kind of humor that I think the show should have. Like, I don't hate the idea of a comedy number. I don't like the execution of it. Um, I just, I think the Nazis being the ones to do it is fine because the Nazis are properly portrayed as fucking horrible in the entire rest of the show. And in reality, Nazis are kind of like stupid and funny as a concept but obviously when they're real they're horrifying and awful because you know what they do but like if you listen to one talk they sound like stupid (laughs) yeah i mean it's just it's one of those things where like and again i'm coming at this as somebody who is a huge fan of the book so like i'm considering how they're using their real estate because there's a lot they cut from the book and some of it i understand some of it i'm like i get that we had to cut some stuff but like Max is in a huge part of the book and he's in like 
some of act one and then shows up as like a little aside a couple of times in act two. And I'm just like, how the real estate is being used in the show several times. I'm like, this is what we're going to spend it on. And you're late to the party as a comedy number. I'm like, I don't know. The I think Rudy had a song or should have had a song about like, do you want to kiss me, Salmanch? If that wasn't actually a song, that's the correct place for it. Again, execution rough. And I think the child actor was a little rough for Rudy. But like, that's the kind of point where I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> Um, Andrew, you did bring up a point that I wanted to make sure that you were able to talk up. Um, One of the things that I think you found most powerful about this is its display of fascism and how as a political standard at all, it affects everyone negatively, no matter who you are. Yeah, I think that Jojo Rabbit does this better, but um, (laughs) I do think that I think it's interesting to show how. Even the people that fascism is supposed to help, it doesn't help them at all, you know? Yeah, no, which is something that the book takes a lot farther. Like, this is a little thing, and this is just book purist. I was like, I know this is me being in my feelings right now, but this annoyed me. Um, So Frau Hapsoffel is the neighbor that Rosa and her, like, spit at each other, and they have, like, a thing. That is in the book. Yeah. In Act 2, they bring it back, and I'm like, "Mm," because in Act 2... By that point in the story, Frau Hapsoffel's son had committed suicide and her other had died in the war. And she was like terminally depressed. Liesl would read to her. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't be joking anymore. And like Rosa having a comedy song about how annoying her husband is when she was like actually just like crying over his accordion every night when she thought Liesl was asleep. Um, Stuff like that. Like just the book takes that idea much farther in execution. I actually thought that that song was effective. The the comedy. It was song when it about, turned at the end and got sad. I was like, okay, but again, I, some of this. I thought that that was a that was a good execution though, because it's like it's a funny number, and you're like, dang, she's really callous, and then you're like, oh wait, she's masking it all. Some of this you know? is like coping me- mechanism. Yeah, but I think yeah. Rosa is another character who suffers because she doesn't get a lot of real estate. So, like, you don't really get a lot of her complexity until, I think, that moment. Um, Whereas, like, in the book, we have, there's a whole sequence they cut. I kind of get it, and I kind of am annoyed. I don't know. I'm not, again, real estate. Max gets sick, and there is a point where they're, like, Hans and Rosa have an earnest discussion about what do we do if we have a Jewish dead body in our basement? Um like just things like that. When Max shows up, like falling over, starving, Rose is like, "Here, let me get you food." And he's like puking it up, and because he hasn't eaten in a really long time, and, she, and she's like, "All right, here you go. Here's another bowl." Like, just she is a very harsh character, and I don't think that the musical gives her a lot of moments to show that off until literally that one song. Um, so again, just a lot, some of these are nitpicks. I'm going to freely admit I am I am absolutely nitpicky. One of my things that I think that the music. I mean, I can agree that a lot of the characters did feel underdeveloped. Yeah, and that they focused probably too much time onto. Honestly, I think that little boy <laughs> got too much time. Yeah, I mean, like one- <laughs> straight up, like there was just not very much interesting about that that little boy. <laughs> He's better in the book. <laughs> I would say I I'd say that actually in terms of just text adaption, he's probably one of the more accurate handlings. I just think that kid wasn't great. Um, unfortunately, I, kid actors are a toss up. 
you just that's that's the roll of the dice and i think that child was doing his best um the concept of like the the kid in nazi germany that loves uh jesse owens is fun and like interesting but there's only so much you can do with that no and again this is one of those (laughs) things where just because a lot of stuff gets cut so you get you miss a lot of the times like when his father gets taken away to also be in the war and like Liesel's running through the Jews being marched to Dachau, getting beaten by a Nazi soldier and Rudy's the one pulling her away. Like we got to go. Um, just moments that really illustrate like the value of their friendship uh, are, yeah. are lost in the shuffle. Um, one of the things that I think would have been really good is so in the book, he, Max writes stories for Liesel. Every adaptation does this thing where he paints over the pages of Mein Kampf and, and every adaptation has gone. And then he gives it as a journal to Liesel so she can write her magical words. And what it actually is, is his sketchbook that he writes and draws in and he writes stories for Liesel in it. I think eventually he gives it to her and she writes in it, but like his stories are a major part of it. And the word shaker is one of his stories, which is sort of in the musical, but Liesel writes it now. Um, he sort of says a couple lines from it in the paper Hitler boxing sequence, but mainly it's a story that Liesel writes now. And one of the bits of projections that I thought would have been better is if they included like some of the illustrations from the book, um, projected and animated those and put them up on the screen instead of whatever they were doing instead, because the illustrations of the book are extremely evocative. And, um, yeah, no, like I just... That was one of the things that I was like on the edge of my seat. Are they going to include one? And then they did. And then it was written by Liesel. And I'm like, again, just taking away from the Jewish character and aspects that made him interesting uh, to just like further make it about Liesel. I did find it odd that he gave uh, a blank. Diary. <laughs> um, like, where'd you even get that? No, it's mine. Comp. You, you just had a. He, they say how did he get every single page to be blank he painted over it he, he painted he literally he painted, painted over all of them yes oh. literally that's all he did uh, Matt, uh hans i think they might have cut this in the show I they didn't do a very good job yeah, describing that. no <laughs> um so like literally in the book if you look closely at some of these illustrations you can see like words leading through a little bit in some of them like uh it's ah. uh hans I don't think the show mentions this. Hans actually works as a painter, like painting buildings and walls and shit. So like, it's literally just his white paint lying around that Max uses to paint over. They the do pages. mention it in the, in the, in the show. Okay. I couldn't remember Briefly. if they mentioned that bit. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what it is, is he, he paints over the words of Mein Kampf, which is very like, yes, thematically. Yes. Um, but then it just becomes about her. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of the issue is that they focus too much on on the weasel. Yeah, and I think just like the love over hate, like ending on this very, it's very much oversimplifying. I, again, as a book purist, am very annoyed that I think the last line of the show is probably just them singing love over hate or something like that, when it should actually be death saying, I am haunted by humans. That's the last line of the book, and it's incredibly evocative, and I'm mad that they cut it. Speaking of haunted by humans, how about we talk about our favorite section? It's the Reviews Letterbox Game, where we compare our opinions to those of the real critics that haunt me that over on Letterboxd.com. Yes, that was pretty um, good. Say you were haunted by your patrons. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, that's that true. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, late night, good news. Uh, Transparent Musical is going to Broadway, according to a July 10th article. So. Somebody said that it was like, ah, they just released those articles and then it means nothing. Yeah, I don't know if somebody's going to comment, no- but I did find an article by Variety. So, we'll Yeah. See. Yeah, just like the Variety Marvel article. Yeah, so, true. this is, um, Lady Knight, do you remember how this game goes? We have to guess one star or five star. Yes, okay. Um, you know what? And this is, I'm Lady guessing, Knight, reviews wanna... of the film? I'm, yes, I'm reading of the them film. as we speak, Jess, so I cannot participate in this game. Um, no, I was going to say, Lady Knight, do you want to go up against me or Andrew? Well, Andrew's Andrew. usually the one who does it, right? That's usually how it yeah, goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying ex- to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to jazz things up. Hey, J- Jess, didn't oh, you find it? Trying to easily, feel alive. Easily beat what if What if all three of us do it? <laughs> nah, I'll just put you up against Andrew. All right. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to lose against Andrew. That's true. Also, uh, you, you um, can get them from Jess or me. Uh, you take. You make your choice. The L team. Yeah, you guys uh, are going to take the L's. Okay. <laughs> We must You've been very to- quiet. You need to participate. I'm so sorry. Yes. Liz, <laughs> no, you're why fine. don't you go first? <laughs> Pick one, Liz. Okay, I'm ready. Go. You're tearing me apart, Liesel. <laughs> That's a good really one. Good. That is a good That's one. That's where we're starting. <laughs> we're starting at a nine here, kids. Yeah, we're starting high. Who's, who, who's guessing first, me or Andrew? Oh, no, That's you're you. guessing. That's you. you, you I, okay. When I say you guess. Okay. Um... Uh, I'm gonna guess five stars. That's a one. Okay. What? You come up with a great line like that, and then you give it a one star. <laughs> that was, right, that was why, why the effort. Kind of by the movie. Does okay. it count if I watch the musical? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, we're gonna give it a one. That is a five. We're zero for zero. <laughs> zero for zero. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Max is a Liz. smash. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I'm. They're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a that's a boy. He's a beautiful man. Ben Schnetzer is beautiful. So is the guy in the musical. They're both beautiful men. Beautiful men. Um, I'm going to say one star. Five. Damn it. Ooh. I'm always trying a, to do opposite. No hitter. Because I'm like, it's so often opposite day. It's only opposite 40% of the time. <laughs> Depends on who's <laughs> gathering them. My, Andrew, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. My 10th grade English teacher made this boring. Made this boring? Ma- yeah, made it boring. Okay. Weren't, they weren't engaged because of their 10th grade teacher. Now, is that regarding um, the book or is it regarding the film? Or the musical. It's probably, probably the both. They probably read the book and then watched the film. That's 10th grade English for you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I read Gatsby in 10th grade um, English. American education, guess- right? I mean, one star, right? They were bored. Yep. <laughs> that is the first point on the board, Andrew. Watch this in class and fell asleep. One star. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Yeah. I like Liesel's voice. Mm, okay. Um, is that enough to be a five star? I think it is. We're going to go five. We're going to go that five stars. That is correct. <laughs> I'm trying to look up what popular show she's on now. Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I was gonna say. The I'm gonna actress. say oh, the Liesl. Liesl actress is on Yellow Jackets. Now that now we've said it, is, you can't yell at us. Is that a spinoff of Yellowstone? No, it's a very Are popular you being show. Serious? It's about because I, I know Yellowstone has a thousand spinoffs. No, no, no. no it's no, like girls different. plane accident on an island. I think there's cannibalism and like witchcraft. Yeah, there's cannibalism, witchcraft. Ooh, it's yeah, it's fun time, and they're adults too, All and right. they deal with their own shit. There, it's a lot. <laughs> 
I like cannibalism and witchcraft. That it's cool. very popular on Twitter, so it's important that we mention that, or else we will be crucified by the but internet. But it's popular on Tumblr. They are the true yes, tastemakers yes, of the very internet. Very popular on Tumblr. So we must yes. mention How it. many ships? She plays young I have Jackie. to block the tag because some stuff from it is gross. So I don't want to see random gift sets of, like, mutilated dead bodies. Yeah, they start eating each <laughs> so other. So it's like the Hannibal fandom. Yes. Yeah. Ish. That's different. Yeah, for lesbians. Yes, it's lesbian Hannibal. That's probably the best way to describe the Yellow Jackets fan. Well, sign <laughs> me up. Hannibalism is sexy. Um, is it my turn? <laughs> is it Andrew's turn? <laughs> oh, no, I, you did uh, the least you just turn. No. Nah, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. High school sophomore uh, me really love this one. Aw, five stars. That's correct. All right, Andrew. This is your time to either win it or look like a huge clown. Are you ready? Because <laughs> you're tied. I'm always looking like a huge clown, so I, I, it's fine either way. Great, I feel empty now. <gasps> Damn. Was the movie that bad? I, I it is that bad. Know. I watched like one scene of it and I got I watched bored, it in theaters. So. It, I watched it at a midnight screening. I was so excited. I considered driving 90 minutes to a nearby larger city where it was showing first because it was limited release. I cannot stress I was so hyped for this movie and it was extremely bad. It's like me and I remember the, there was the guy that played the accordion. Yep. And there was like a house that they kept going to that had books in it. Yep. Those are the two things I remember. That Did she happened. steal from the house? <laughs> yes. What's that? Did she steal yeah, from the house? Yeah, she stole from though. the house. Okay, good. You know, Want to make sure it, it, they didn't, didn't miss the literal point. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she steals from did, the books did, that are burned there, first. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Was there even an analog to that house in, in the musical? I felt like she there was She talks to the lady who owns that house several times. I don't think they ever, I don't, I, I think the scene where they're dancing around with books is meant to be the library scene. Because like, I, I feel like the whole movie was them at that house. Like that was like, <laughs> that's the only that thing I remember. No, it's not that much. They're that's the only thing I remember. When I think back to that movie, I'm like, there was, yeah, there was the guy with the accordion, he died. And then they were at that house. Like, the guy the with time. the accordion is Jeffrey Rush, by the way. Of Pirates of the Caribbean fame. Also, did she learn how to play the accordion at no. the end? Is that how the movie ends? No. Um, okay, so I'm imagining that because I, I have like a vague. I mean, if that, that happened that. in the movie, I erased it um, from my mind. But like, no, I think she like might mess around with it once or twice because it's his and she misses him. But like, I don't think she learned to play it. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, I feel like movies. the musical was like. I, I felt like the uh, the the musical was directly calling the movie out when when the death was like. Oh, you carried that accordion and never learned how to play it? And I was like, oh, because she learned how to play it in the music. <laughs> no, that was just a random shade for no reason. Shade. Okay, um, okay. Um, did you ever guess the answer? No, he didn't. This? No, he what did was it. it again? I just went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Andrew, you review movies like More I do when I was five. Like, someone asked me, hey, did you watch The Princess Bride? And I said, yeah, it was boring. It was about four people climbing up a mountain for three hours. <laughs> That is what's my interpretation of the Princess yes. Bride at five. Damn, that is what happened, How isn't it? Dare Andrew, you. it was I feel yes, empty what's now. What's wrong with you? It was I feel, I feel empty, empty now. now. No, yes. no, no. Great. Oh, okay. I feel one, empty one now. One star then. We're gonna say one star. That is a five star. Great. And y'all time! <laughs> and that is the game. Um, so let's go into a mid-show talk about our patrons then. I guess talk about one or two of the songs. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a shh 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 show at you. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at the Patreon. Lady Pates and whatnot. Andrew, what's Patreon? Uh, Patreon's a website that like takes money and gives it to other people. Um, namely us. You can use it to give to us. <laughs> <laughs> only us only us okay well we, we have like a bunch of perks and stuff that you can get we have a lot of extra content on there a full commentary um, you know, of the Dear Evan Hansen movie that's yeah. true we did put that up there and we'll probably have something new soon maybe even when this drops we can um, only hope yeah <laughs> um, plus if you uh, you know pay enough you can come on the show Yes, um, that is one of the... Uh, Lady Knight did not pay us to come on the no. show. But also, even if you give us as little as $1, you will get the unedited full versions of this show where you can see our faces. You can see Lady Knight's face. They are not just a stick figure. They have a face and a personality. And a beautiful and a beautiful room. Um, and, and sometimes oh my, I gotta cut a lot of stuff from these episodes. So, you know, you, you might get a lot of extra um, content. Take a look at our School of Rock episode where Andrew cut 90 oh, yeah. minutes out. It's amazing. <laughs> you should listen to it. It was we hilarious. About I laughed so hard. <laughs> it was too funny. 9-11. We called all of it. I'm like, this cannot possibly go with the episode. <laughs> we called the Miranda Sings apology uh, 9-11 for yeah. ukuleles, and then we did an entire bit about what that would look like. <laughs> I don't know. what. A- and, and we kept like bringing it back hour. up because we thought it was funny. Yeah. So I had to cut every single time. And, you know, that, yes. Yeah. 
Yes, right, you did. And you made the right call. Um, our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle, Renix, Peasant Tick, Chick, Justice Stampede, Ewan Casty, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, John Finnells, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot the Technicolor, Dream Code, Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain Except Beth, and Taxes, Thespian, Roger, Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marcote, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Trevi Joseph, Layla, RJ Norija, Julia McLennan, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Fraser, Sammy, The Adequate Amount, Jacobson, Angela, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Wet, Maddie Wargle, Elisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Den Blechier, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Morasso, Mara Forloin, Lisa L, Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Row 10, Puffy Boy, Julia Hardy, Sydney Hicks, Ann Bell, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, The Red Caboose with a Kaboom, Gold Plate and Kim. Kim Kiki Mora and Julia Balder Dutier. Um, they give us a little money that helps us keep us paid, I guess. Um, and they get tons of fun perks and they get to hang out with us. Um, I feel like we don't hype up our Discord server enough, but that that is actually pretty active and you can literally ask me and Andrew anything at any point and we'll probably respond to you. And they're they're just good people over there, which is the best part. It's a good time. How about we get back to this? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so here's the thing. There's no album for this show. Yeah. So we're kind of limited to what we can Remember. technically are legally allowed to play on the Broadway podcast network. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. which is, is it these two songs that you have That's listed? It? No, we can only do the fucking star song. Really? No, I hate that. That's song. the only song we can do. Is that the- it's the only song they've officially released. Really? That song has a reprise as well that Max sings, which yes. I like better. Shortest um, sure song section on yeah. record. Jesus Christ. The, it's um, really rough, but they got Hello Stars. It came out officially as a stars. song a month ago, and they play it 500 times. So we are talking about half the score when we talk about this one song. Hello Stars. You are my only friend. When the night time ends We'll have to say goodbye So even when you're out of sight I'll bravely wait until the night When daylight slips away I promise I'll be The thing is, and I don't remember, Liesl, I think, has like one scene where they talk about her looking up at the stars. But there's a really great scene where Max, after being in a basement for months, Mm -hmm. like goes outside during the bombing of Himmel Street and like gets to look at the sky for the first time in a really long time. And uh, I think there's a line about like he looked at the stars, they burned his eyes or something like it's great scene. So when Max sings Hello Stars, I was like, 
yes. When Lisa was saying it, I was like, no. <laughs> but whatever. I, I see why you would have that be a reprise, another thing connecting them musically. Like, I get the idea behind it. I'm just being a nitpick. Um, I will say the opening number, which you can't play a clip of, but they where they sing like the colors, the colors. Um, I kind of like that song. It's actually a pretty good take on because like the opening of the book has literally the first lines are first the colors then the humans that's usually how i see things or at least how i try and then he says i'm so sorry um i didn't mean to interrupt but i do want to make sure that andrew knows this you can play the opening number because it is in the first 45 seconds of the book thief trailer on the belgrade theater youtube page that's true there's a story i've studied just one of a few come with me and i'll show you it begins with a girl, but this girl, she steals. Watch. I mean, who does that and why? But a book thief was born, and I was intrigued. The year is 1939. The place is Nazi Germany. Here's a moment in history where hate fought and won. The result? Devastation. I suppose I take pity on those torn apart. So I urge you, have a heart, have a heart, have a heart. Yeah, no, the opening number <laughs> is good um, because they're they're the the colors, the colors, and then he runs through the the three times he saw Liesel Memminger, which was mm. and because he says that he focuses on the color of the sky rather than on his work, which he doesn't enjoy. Death doesn't like his job. It bums him out. He wants a vacation. Um, Can I have his job? And so, like, he, Sounds great. Understandable. Yeah, no, again, this book is very good. And um, so, like, he describes the colors, uh, the white of the snow when uh, Liesl's brother died. Uh, and then there's black, I think, and then red when uh, Mulkin gets bombed black I don't know what they do in the show because they cut it but in the in the book there's a whole sequence where there was a crashed American pilot who basically died in his plane and like Liesl and Rudy find him in the forest and he's got like a minute or two and then he dies and Rudy gives him a teddy bear that he was carrying around it's a really sweet scene they cut it probably because they couldn't handle a plane um <laughs> I don't remember what they did for the middle one in the in the musical but um yeah, and then red for when, like, the sky, when Mulking gets bombed. Um, and, and yeah, just that whole number, uh, the refrain is but have a heart, which feels like a thing which, Death would say, because he's constantly, like, trying to be like, this sucks, you should be sad, I'm sad. <laughs> but it also feels a little disnified. Like, I love, like, anything that isn't leading back to the have a heart, because have a heart feels like something, like, Snow White would sing. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's less on the nose than love over hate, which is the yeah. refrain for a lot of the show that I thought was really trite. Um, I stole would that from Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'm just like, if I had to, if I had to pick a refrain that I could live with from this show, "Have a Heart" feels right, uh, or at least more right. Um, but yeah, no, just that song I think was the right level of like a little bit spooky, a little bit unsettling, but also like it was kind of a good song. I didn't, I didn't hate it as a song. But on that note, what is our overall thoughts on the Book Thief musical and our cheese ratings? <laughs> Which, um, probably my worst transition of the entire night. Um, Liz, why don't you go first? I'm going to throw you under the bus. I know, I had to go first. <laughs> 
No, I've been really quiet. Because they were actively looking up and I wasn't going to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was. A- I actively Google cheeses sometimes during the song section. Oh, I know you did. Fun fact. Yes, I am I am prepared. Uh, Yeah, this is fine. It's very mid, as I said before. I have no, I don't remember much from it besides the way, like, it's like, okay. Like, nothing, nothing stands out. Liesl's fine. I wish she wasn't this main character 100% of the time. The songs are fine. Everything's fine. I wish it wasn't funny half the time. I don't know. It didn't really affect me in any way at the end of it. It was like, okay, cool. And then I like moved on with my day. Like, okay, it's fine. Also, these these composers also worked on Apple TV Central Park. Yes, yeah, starring Kristen Bell playing a black yes. child. <laughs> what? So there's a show called Central Park. Uh-huh. They had a biracial, like half black, half white character played by Kristen Bell. They got called out for it and Kristen Bell was like, well, I am half white so I am white and so I am half this character so I have equally as right and then people were like, no, that ain't cool and then she stepped down from the role after season one. Yeah. Wow. That's not a good idea. Why'd they think they could do that? Um, Because Hollywood's really dumb. Hollywood is very dumb. Uh, Speaking of Hollywood yeah. being dumb, you saw that they just canned an entirely finished Wild E. Coyote movie today. Oh. Well, I mean, that's uh, Warner Brothers. They're a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Warner Brothers realized that you can make more money by not making movies <laughs> than by making them. So they just yeah, started throwing everything. Yeah, they make a lot of money via TLC shows now. It's very funny. Ugh. Okay, um, somebody else yes. needs to. Anyway, oh, wait, no, Liz, oh, cheese. Cheese, 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 cheese. I need to give cheese. Uh, I'm going to give this Harzer cheese, which is a sour milk cheese from low fat curd cheese and only contains 1% fat. So that's my German Fair cheese enough. of choice yeah. for this recording. I think I've done like six German cheeses in my musical cheese <laughs> musical cheese career. So. I like that it's a career. Um, Andrew, what about you? Um, I, I definitely think there's flaws in this, but I guess maybe me not having read the actual source material, I had very different expectations going into this. Because yeah. honestly, I thought it handled a lot of what it did very well. Um, I definitely would have liked to see some of the other characters explored more um, and maybe less of uh, just that kid that likes to run a lot. Um, just read the book after this. But, It'll be better. Like, you'll like the musical. You'll like the book even more. But I, I actually thought that the the themes of, of death and loss were handled very well. Um, I don't think the themes of, like, racism or anything like that were handled well at all. Um, they didn't really focus on it enough for it to be handled well. Uh, so, oh well. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a death cheese, which is not a real cheese, but I guess it's from a video game. Um, <laughs> seems good to me. What video game? <laughs> uh, Forgotten Realms. Somebody will be excited that for- you mentioned it. What? Might not be a video game. Might be a uh, might be a tabletop. Uh, Forgotten Realms. Somebody knows what it is and is very hyped that you just referenced. The more death niche it is, the more excited they are. Um, it's a campaign setting for D and D. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it's table. It's a tabletop. There you oh. go. Overall thoughts. Um, maybe with a lot of work and not being a musical and maybe not making it at all, but maybe there's a good show in there. Um, <laughs> so my cheese rating is um, like one piece of like slightly moldy Parmesan cheese at the back of your fridge. Like if you cut off enough of the mold, there's like a good Parmesan cheese is nice. If you cut off all the gross bits. There might be a nice cheese in there. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, I struggled with this show. I always I found myself apathetic toward it at best. And the things I liked were not like things I loved, which was a bummer because I kind of I kind of had 
relatively high uh, hopes for this, and it really it was not doing it for me um, in a lot of ways. So the cheese rating I am giving this is the one book I ever stole on accident by. Um, it just happened to be in my backpack on the last day of school, and I'm like, oh, 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 I guess this is mine now. And that is the book that I think we all know and love, The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Fairly Stupid Tales. Yes! What grade did you that steal is, this in? Did you actually, been... you actually stole that? That was like in first grade. First grade, okay, I was gonna say. Like, this it was high school, I'd be a little It concerned. wasn't like an intentional thing. It no. was like in my desk and I just kind of loaded my desk into my backpack, like the that... one armed it in. It is a wonderful book. Lady Knight, you are wonderful, and I am so grateful that you joined us today and you brought so many wonderful insights. I'm sure there's nobody out there that doesn't already know your wonderful content, but in case there's just one person, please tell us where we can all find you, because it's not on X. <laughs> no, it ain't. No, it ain't. I jumped that ship like a year ago. Um, I am Lady Knight the Brave, all one word, K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, and... You can find me on Tumblr, Instagram. I make video essays on YouTube. I made one about the Book Thief novel and Jojo Rabbit. I'd recommend it. It's one of one of my better ones. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. Um, and also you've done some incredible content recently. Um, you are literally the only reason why I have a Nebula membership. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Because you actually post consistent, like, Nebula-only stuff that I want to watch. You know, those are actually, they're, they're Patreon-exclusive, and I post them on Nebula, so... Um, well, now I gotta get a Patreon, too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one or the other. You know, it's literally, with the exception of the drawing videos of, like, how I draw the mm -hmm. thumbnails, those are the only thing that are just on Nebula, but the monthly movies are on my Patreon as well, so unless you really like listening to me word vomit to try and explain the tragic thing that's, uh, I'm uh, let's call it a process, of how I uh, <laughs> paint the thumbnails, um... <laughs> That's the only Nebula exclusive exclusive. Fair enough. I mean, I love your content. I've been a fan of you before I became a, a colleague of yours, and that is mm -hmm. so lovely, and I'm grateful that you joined us today. Speaking of people we're grateful for, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please follow us on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, at, not Stitcher, Stitcher doesn't exist, at Musicals with Cheese. Stitcher hasn't existed for a yeah, long Jess, time. Yeah, Jess, you gotta Google take Stitcher off too. Yeah, Google Podcasts, uh, you should it's not even on there i don't read that i just <laughs> word vomit because i know how this show goes yeah. follow us on twitter at cheesy musicals patreon musicals of cheese instagram musicals of cheese youtube page musicals of cheese liz is working on two new videos for our youtube page which i am very excited yeah. for people to see um we have a patreon only podcast patreon with cheese where you can hear me and andrew do a full length dear evan hansen commentary where <laughs> god damn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do that i did not that was totally incredible <laughs> um email us at musical theater lives at gmail.com to tell us how wrong we were about the book thief send all the hate mail to that email um our keeper the the brave at hotmail .com. <laughs> <laughs> that email's public i'm not like, oh yes not, yes yeah. she, cool. they have a hotmail oh a hot um, yeah our I'm keeper sorry, of the cheese one time ago our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. And Lady Knight, do you want to give some ASMR to our good friend Juliet really quick? Because they write ASMR and we do this every week. I don't, I don't know. What do I do? <laughs> 
You just you did just it. Did you it. just, you just did, did it. You whispered in your mic. You got it. <laughs> you just did it. You whispered into the mic. Ten out of ten. Uh, this show is edited by Andrew DeWolf, and I think he's doing a fantabulous job. Our theme songs were created by Robin Nash via U Music UK. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast ha- Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anything else we have left to say before we wrap this on up? Read, read the, the book. book, Thief Book. Yeah. Read the book. I have it, but read it. I own it, and I have never read it. Liz, you should read it now. All right. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Hello, stars. Hello, sky. Hello, Lloyd. No. That's how she sang it. That's exactly how she sang it. The colors. Hello, stars. The colors. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have a heart. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of Maestro Music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.